hello, Calvary Church family. Here we are once again on this video digital venue connecting and sharing the word of God together. Who would have thought this would be our new normal for this season of life? But I'm gonna tell you right now, I thank God that we can so gather around the word of God even if it's like this, I'm so glad we can do this today. We're launching a brand new series today called Now Trending. And the goal of this series is to kind of bring into our, our, our thought process to what the Bible says about things happening in our current culture. I know the Bible is an old book. I get that. Yes, it's very ancient, but here's what you have to know. God is timeless. Therefore, his word to us is also timeless. Now, in fairness, the Bible does not ever mention the word COVID or COVID-19 or even coronavirus. But we do see time and time again in the scripture, listen close, God actively delivering his people from threats, pestilence, and even death itself. The Bible's full of this. Now, there is not a more pressing word in our world today than the word virus or COVID or, or, or distancing or shelter in place. We're talking about this stuff all the time. This word virus has impacted our minds, our bodies, our economics, our healthcare system, our, our politics, our news. It's everywhere. And I want you to know that even in the Bible, we can see how to respond in times like these from a biblical point of view. When we're faced with times like these, we begin to realize really fast that we are not enough by ourselves. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the solutions. And when we face a moment like this, we begin to realize that, hey, we are pretty human and we do need some help, no doubt. I want to take you back to Luke chapter 23, just a few days before Jesus Christ came back from the dead. And I want to look at this picture up on the Mount Calvary, Golgotha. I want to look at the picture of Jesus Christ right there in the middle of two different men. And I want to focus on their response to God while they were in a crisis. Go real fast to Luke 23 and verse 39. Here we go. It says, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed and said, so you're the Messiah, are you? He said, prove it by saving yourself and save us too while you're at it. Kind of sarcastically, no doubt. Verse 40, but the other criminal protested and said, do you not fear God? Do you not fear God? even when you have been sentenced to die. Meaning you're at the end of the journey here and you have nothing to lose. Are you not gonna fear God right now? Verse 41, he says, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done nothing wrong. Two more verses. Then he, the criminal who did not scoff at, God, at Jesus, he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Verse 43, and Jesus replied and said this, I assure you today, today you will be with me in paradise. Do you see the scene right there? Can you get your mind around this moment in time? Two criminals, both in crisis, two human beings right there in the middle of needing God's help. And there is Jesus Christ right in the middle. God's plan for mercy was sitting right next to them. Yet both of them responded to him differently. See, we see this picture right before our very eyes even today. Humanity is in a crisis. Human beings, we need God's help. Yet we also see here in the story that even when we are desperate for God's help, we can still choose to reject God. In our crisis in life, listen close, we will either turn toward God or we will push away from God. 
Do you see it? Mercy is right there in the middle of these two men. Mercy's right there. The Son of God is right there. God's plan of redemption is right there. And one pushes away and one pulls toward. When we face a crisis in life, we have to ask ourselves what our view of God is. Do we see God as the problem or the cause? I mean, the problem or the cure? Is he the cause or is he the cure? Is he the reason for this or is he the solution to this? If we could for a moment right now, just bring these guys into our front thinking, our frontal thought process. Just kind of bring them right here in front of us and let's look at their response to Jesus Christ himself. And let's just ask ourselves, what would we do if we were in a situation where we desperately needed God's help? Does that sound like today's conversations? Do we today need God's help? Are we going to blame God? Are we going to call up on God? Are we going to push away from God or pull toward God? We look at these two thieves and we realize that, first of all, we get to choose our response to God no matter our circumstance. We first of all see that one of them trusted God while one of them tested God. One of them reached out while the other rejected God. One of them was humbled his heart while the other one hardened his heart. Now just kind of see this for just a second, if you could, right where you are today. Just see the moment here of this happening in front of us. Here are two men, both in desperate need of God's mercy. And one calls out for help, and the other begins to mock the Son of God himself. As we scramble every day in our culture nowadays, looking for the cure, and I thank God for those who are trying to find a solution, certainly, maybe we need to pause and ask ourselves, is there something else that we need between the crisis and the cure? Between the crisis and the cure, is there something else that we can be asking God for even right now as a people? Let's go back to verse 42 and let's look at these words from the thief that reached out to Jesus. He said this, he said, Jesus... Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Do you see it right there? Do you see him reaching out and asking God for mercy, asking Christ for mercy? See, God's mercy was sitting right in the middle of two people. One of them mocked and the other said, have mercy on me. I need your help. It's amazing to me that both these people were in a desperate situation But even there, one pushed at God and said, you get out of here, while the other said, I need your help. When we find ourselves between the crisis and the cure, we must reach our hands out toward God and ask God for mercy in our life. We serve today an omnipresent and omnipotent God who is rich in mercy. You say, Marty, what's that mean? That means he's unlimited. His mercies are fresh and new every day for you and for me. And I believe right now with all of my heart that God wants to bring into our life fresh mercy for this moment in time. We serve a merciful God and he wants to give his mercy to his people even right now. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says this. It says, but God is who is rich and mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. But God, who is rich in what? Mercy. Because of what? His love with which he loved us desperately. The mercy of God is clearly seen to us in the story of the children of Israel. Now, if you study out Israel, Israel had a propensity to always be coming back around the same issue. 
You, you could almost put their timeline like a dial, and we could say that Israel would kind of kick off like this, deliverance, abundance, rebellion, repentance, and then redemption, and then go back to the beginning. Once again, deliverance, abundance, rebellion, repentance, and redemption. Every time God delivered them, they found themselves back in the same spot because they started to think that they were equal to God. That's the humility part of this conversation. When I look at Israel, I tend to look at myself. I tend to look at us and wonder, have we ourselves found ourselves in a place in which God has brought us forth in great things in life. And because of the abundance, we have forgot who God is, and now we've become, become almost rebellious against God. And is there a part of us right now that needs to call out to God and say, God, we need you in our life today? See, we serve a God who is so merciful, and he loves to give his children mercy his mercies, remember this, they are new every day, and he is unlimited in his supply of mercy. The Bible again tells us that God is rich in mercy toward us because of the great love with which he loved us. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7 real fast, verse 12. Look at this story in the scripture. To give some background, once again, Israel has found themselves in a place in which God's calling them back. They have found themselves in a place of bondage, and they're needing God's help again. Sound familiar to us? Familiar to them? Certainly. And in verse 12 of chapter 7, it says this. It says, The Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayers, and I have chosen this place, the temple, listen close, for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send the pestilence among my people. Send the what? pestilence among my people. Verse 14, you've heard it before. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, if and then, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayers made in this place, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Do you see it in this text? If my people who are called by my name, what's the first thing he says to do? He says, if they will humble themselves and pray. You know, I was thinking this week, I heard someone say in the media, heard a local or a, or a state official say that because the numbers have turned kind of flat in certain areas, he said, God didn't do that, we did that. And I thought about that statement to begin to think, Man, are we even right now, as things improve, have we forgot that God's help is always with us? Have we begun to equalize ourselves to God Almighty? Have, have we begun to see ourselves as equal to God as a human society? Or have we forgotten the fact that we desperately need God in our life every day? As I look at this chapter, chapter 7, I'm reminded of the fact that this, of course, is a central theme throughout the entire Bible and, of course, the book of Chronicles. The theme is simply this, God offers hope to anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. 
We serve a God who gives hope to all who call upon his name. We know this for salvation. We know it for life. We know it for every area. If we will simply call upon his name, God is so merciful that he wants to give mercy to his people. If we will just call upon him, he will hear our prayers. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. When you look at this text, we see a couple of things that God promises to us. In this text in Chronicles, we see, first of all, that God promises his people that he will hear their prayer. God is not deaf. God right now is listening for me and for you to call it in prayer. God cannot wait to hear our petitions. He cannot wait to hear us reach out for help. We serve a God. The Bible says his ear is not deaf. God hears the petition of those who call upon his name. The second promise here, God will help his people. We serve a God who is a helping God. I thought about this, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the helper. Jesus said, I'm gonna go and I will send the helper in my place. The very nature of God is to help us. We serve a God who wants to help his people. He loves his people and he wants to help us even right now. Third promise is this, he says, I will heal the nations, I will heal the land. And this to me is how the body of Christ needs to realize that we're positioned here, not just for ourselves, but we are positioned here to bring God's grace and mercy across the entire land. I believe that as God blesses his people and God heals his people, that the land itself begins to improve. Joseph himself was used by God to bring favor on all of Egypt. God used one man to bring favor on an entire nation. Man, God could sure use you and could sure use me today to see his favor fall upon people in our world today. And the fourth promise we see in this Chronicles text, we see that God promises that he will be our hope. You say, Marty, what's that mean? That means mercy is our hope. We need God's mercy right now in our life. You know, some look at times like this and ask the question, is God judging mankind? Is God judging this area or this city or this situation? And I think about that because the Bible does talk about God judging mankind. That's in the scripture. You can find it right here. But I've got to circle back and remind you that before, ever, before God ever judges, before God ever sends judgment, he sends something called mercy. He sends a chance to repent he sends a voice and a message that says, listen, if we will turn from our wicked ways and we will seek his face, he will hear our prayers, he will forgive our sins, and he will heal our land. That's the kind of God that we serve. So some are saying, is God judging? And I'm saying, isn't God reaching? Isn't God merciful? Isn't God desiring to bring to you and to me the mercy of heaven itself? Now it's true that at some point God will judge mankind. But don't forget this principle we see all through scripture before God ever judges, God reaches out and says, here's my mercy. The God that we serve today, listen close, he always precedes judgment with mercy. 
giving people a chance to restore their relationship with God. And I would tell you that right now, if nothing else, we are in a window of mercy right today. If you are still alive, if you're still breathing, if you're still moving, then you, my friend, right now, you're walking in God's mercy over your life. It's by the mercy and the grace of God that you and I today can breathe and we can think and we can talk, all because he is a merciful God. The Bible shows us throughout throughout the entire scripture that God's a merciful God. And right now, I believe with all of my heart that we're in a place of God's mercy. You know, when we come to moments like this, we have to just kind of collect ourselves and begin to realize that we need help outside of ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves. And today is a great moment. This hour, this time, this moment, this This season of life, this month, is a great time for us to all collect together and begin to humble ourselves and pray and begin to seek his face and begin to say, Father God, today we realize we're not as good as we think we are. God, we tried life by ourselves, but today we need your help. God has always pulled his people through the storms of life. And I believe God can do that even today. The time that we're in right now, listen close, is a time not to push back at God, but to draw close to God. A time to call out for mercy. This is the time to be humble before God Almighty. If there was ever a time, hear me today, church, and those listening to us online right now, if there was ever a time in your life that you want to get your life right before God, this is the time. It's not a threat. It's not a prophetic prediction. It's an awareness that in times like these, we have God's mercy right in front of us. And oh, don't forget the thieves on the cross, the two of them, right there by Jesus Christ. Nothing to lose, everything to gain. Everything to gain. And yet the sin nature was so hardened that one pushed away, scoffed, mocked, insulted, while one said, Jesus, when you enter your kingdom, remember me. See, even right now, in this time of difficulty across this land, if we're not careful, we'll scoff at God. We'll push back at God. We'll reject God. But my prayer for you right now is that you face these difficult days that you can lean into God and call out for God's mercy. All of us have been affected by this virus in so many ways. It's affected our mental health. It's affected our physical bodies. It's affected our finances. It's affected our trust with other human beings. We're scared of people now. I watch folks walk into marketplaces and walk here or there, and you kind of walk by somebody, kind of pull away. And I believe by faith that right now God's mercy can cover everything we face. And I pray today you'll find yourself in a place of reaching God, reaching out right now for God's mercy. I don't know how you're feeling. I know for me it's kind of weird, isn't it? Not understanding why this is all happening, the timing of everything. During this COVID-19 pandemic, I have felt a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. Quarantine has has really caused disappointment of not being a part of certain opportunities, uh, being a senior in high school, 
um, as well as questioning, uh, questioning God. I've been feeling anxious and worried about everything that's going on. Anxiousness. The, the impact of COVID-19 is so pervasive. Finances, health, the economy. And so my mind is, is always wondering, am I prepared enough? It's really easy to get caught up in anxiety and in fear. Powerlessness, loss of control, loss of security. My wife is pregnant with our first child and she's doing a little less than two months. And there's a lot that we don't know about this. And there's a lot that's happening that we've never dealt with before. A lot of sadness from um, not being able to go to my dad's funeral, not being able to travel. getting through it. I'll be honest with you. It's been difficult at times. It's tough. You know, the answer is always the same for us. Uh, you just go on with God on a daily basis and uh, you let him handle it. The thing that has been helping me get through this is just remembering. I know that God doesn't call us to live in anxiety. He doesn't want us to live in fear. Every day people are praying for each other. People are sharing words of encouragement, scripture verses. This is a time to help me step back and realize what lasts forever, and that's the love for my family and God's love. No matter what happens, he will always be there, and He will always guide you through it. God is definitely carrying me through this season of life. It has definitely made my faith a whole lot stronger. It has uh, caused me to have a faith um, beyond what I see. And on the other hand, I know God's in control. And he's got this. He's got my here and now, and He's got my future. And I don't have to worry at all. And I praise God for that. And although we are not sure of what's going to happen, we um, can rest in the fact that we have a God who protects us, who loves us, and who's there for us at all times. Scripture is a base. Scripture is a foundation that we can always go back to. The promises of God are yea and amen. And when you lean on those promises, life's just better. I reflect back on how well God has always had my back, always provided for us, always protected us, and I'm confident that he will do that even now. You know, as you just watched different people share their journey with this recent public health crisis, I want to take you back to the scripture and just show you a picture of God saying, I'm with you. Before the verse I read to you a moment ago in 2 Chronicles 7 verses 12 and 14, 15-ish, that range, if you go back to the early part of the same chapter, we see that God's spirit, God's power fell in the temple that day. And God put on this amazing display of his power and his authority right there in front of the children of Israel. And here's what they said. Listen close. I'm in verse 3. It says, when the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord came on the temple, they bowed, listen close, they bowed their face to the ground on the pavement and they worshiped and they praised the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever. I got to remind you right now that in this moment in time, we need to spend more time on our face before God in humility than we do on other venues of social media and, and news watching. I'm gonna challenge you right now, church, body of Christ, listen close. Get on your knees before Almighty God and ask God for help. 
right there where you are. Begin to say, God, we need your mercy in our life today. And then he talked about, in this same text, he talked about how Solomon offered sacrifices back to the Lord. You know, nothing honors God like, a, like an obedient and a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Not all the stuff you do, but who you are on the inside. I challenge you right now, make sure that your heart is right before Almighty God today. When we find ourselves between the Christ and the cure, may we not forget that God himself put mercy right in the middle of two different people, two humans, humanity in crisis, and there was mercy right in the middle. But even right there with nothing to lose, one still pushed away while the other pulled closer in. You say, Marty, when should I call out for mercy in my life? Well, when you sin, ask God for mercy. We see that in Psalm chapter 51. When you're suffering, we see that in Luke chapter 16. When you're sick, we see that in Matthew 20. When you cannot see, when you're blind to life, and you can't see John chapter 9. The Bible is full of other examples as well. Listen, you're never at a bad spot in life to call out and ask God for mercy. You know, i got an abstract thought to close with today. This moment of time with you. And it relates to the prophet Jonah. I was thinking about mercy and repentance. And I couldn't pass up the story of Jonah and Nineveh. You're familiar with it, right? Nineveh was a wicked city. Jonah was a prophet of God, and God called Jonah and said, Jonah, go preach to these people. He didn't want to go. He wanted to go the other way, so he takes off the other direction. You know the story. He's in a ship, and the ship begins to get tossed to and fro, and they, they throw him overboard. He gets swallowed up by a whale. I mean, Jonah's down on his luck. He goes from running from God to in a crashing ship to being sleeping in a whale. I mean, he's there. He goes from a ship to a fish. He's there sleeping in a fish. He finally ends up on land, argues with God. And God's saying, Jonah, I want you to go. Now think about this real fast. Nineveh is on the brink of God's judgment. God's about to judge them. But before God does that, he's sending mercy to them. And listen close, mercy was coming to them through the storm, through the difficulty, through the stubbornness of even a prophet of God, God was saying, I'm gonna get mercy in front of you before I judge you. I believe with all of my heart that God right now is saying to all of us, folks, here is a window for my mercy. Put your hands to heaven right now and begin to say, Father God, I need your mercy in my life. Jonah shows us the power of God's mercy even through a difficult storm, it still showed up. And the story goes like this. He shows up, he preaches, and less what ha guess what happened? They all repented, and God withheld the judgment off of them. We serve a God today who is so faithful, who is so good, who is so kind, who is so loving. I want to read out today a text with you from Psalm 23, but, but I, I want you to read this like a proclamation. Could you do that today? I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on, but if you could, I would like to, to say this verse with you and have you repeat with me this 23rd Psalm as a proclaiming text for what we face right now as a people. Are you ready? Come on, right where you are right now. Come on, get up on your feet. Say it with me. Come on, here we go. I'll go slow. We'll say it together. Are you ready? Listen close. The Lord is is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen close here, verse 4. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Listen to verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Watch verse 6. Here we go. Say aloud. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you see it? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Listen, we serve a God who is merciful, and I challenge you right now, body of Christ, family of God, Calvary family, wherever you are, begin to call right now upon God for his mercy. Father, I thank you for mercy, and I pray for our world today, our, 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 our churches today, our cities today, God, our nation today, God, I pray for mercy to be felt in every life as we call upon you. And I declare by faith that mercy is coming to us through the storms, you're not done yet. You have a purpose for us, and I proclaim God's mercy over every person. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Oh, I'm telling you right now, begin to call upon God for mercy in your life. He is a merciful God. You know, I don't want to close out today without giving you a chance to reach out for the greatest mercy of all time, and that is the forgiveness of your sin. I never know who's watching a service like this, but if you're watching right now and you would say, Marty, I'm not totally sure that if I died tonight, I'd make it to heaven. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart. And I'm going to tell you right now, God will forgive your sins and you will have eternal hope in Jesus Christ. Are you ready to pray? Come on, say, Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. I confess today that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Jesus, today, I announce you as the risen Son of God, my Savior and my Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, my friend, you have received the free gift called salvation. Jesus paid the price. Your sins are forgiven. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb of God. And today you have hope in eternal life with Jesus Christ. If you prayed that prayer, please let us know who you are. Comment in the thread you're looking at right now. Text number on the screen. Let us know who you are. We want to connect with you and help you find the best life that God has for you. God has a great plan for your life and your future. And remember this, he is truly a merciful God. Can I bless you today? You've been a great crowd right there. Put your hand up high. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May his love surround you. May his grace flow through you. And may you walk every day in the goodness and the mercy of Almighty God. God bless you. And I cannot wait to be back with you soon in person. Until then, we're going to be right here. God bless you, Calvary Church family. Thank you so much.
Wow, thank you, Pastor Marty. What a phenomenal message about mercy. I'm so glad that in the middle of everything going on around me, I can rest easy knowing I'm in the middle of God's mercy and His grace. Hey, maybe today something Pastor Marty said resonated with you and you've made some sort of decision. We would love to be able to partner with you in that. Will you do us a favor? Just text us your name to the number that's on the screen and somebody will call you and see how we can join you in your journey as you follow Christ. That's all we have for today. I want to say thank you so much for joining us. We love you. If there's anything we could do to pray for you, please let us know. But remember, God's got us. God's got our church. God's got this. God bless you.